and welcome back to Strength in the Storms. Today I'd like to begin in Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Come to me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give thee rest. In this verse we hear that Jesus is telling us to come with all of our heavy burdens with everything inside of us that's an issue with every problem that we have, with every struggle that we're facing, to come to Him and give it to Him. Psalm 55 verse 22 Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. This also tells us to cast our burdens and everything we're struggling with to the Lord, and He will give us everything we need. So in our struggles, if we ask Him, Maybe we're having a struggle and we need patience and we need peace. He will give us patience. He will give us peace. And, um, well, most of us know the relief of taking off a book bag at home for the rest of the night after a long day at school. That is exactly how it feels when we give everything we are struggling with to Jesus. The relief of putting down a burden or a load. Well, being laden means burdened. A burden is a load. And so when we put down a burden or when we put down a load or when we put down a struggle that we're facing with, he takes it and he doesn't make us pick it up again. But Jesus offers permanent relief for our burdens and he takes all of our burdens and guilt and shame and struggles and problems and issues and he even demonstrated how we should live after we put down our burden he said he gives us another load in matthew chapter 11 verse 29 verse 29 says all of you take up my yoke and learn from me because i am gentle and humble and heart and you will find rest for yourselves so he tells us that we will find rest for our hearts for our souls in jesus he tells us to follow him and to act like he acted he said i am gentle and humble in heart he said to learn from him he is the great teacher he is the one we should listen to he is the one we should follow Jesus also tells us that he will give us whatever we ask for. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Keep asking and it will be given to you. Keep knocking and you will find the door to be opened to you. Keep searching and you shall find. So, Jesus is telling us that if we keep on asking like the persistent widow did, we will be given if we're persistent in our prayers we will have it also says to keep searching so if we're searching for this peace and if we're searching for this patience we should keep searching for it in the bible and we will find it it tells us to keep knocking also like the persistent widow and the door will be opened to you so Whenever we go to a family member's house, we knock at the door and we wait for them to open the door. And if they don't open it the first time, we knock again. 
and would keep knocking until that door is eventually opened. And so, Jesus is telling us that whatever we need, he will give it to us. Well, he did say he gives us another load, but it's lighter than the other one. First Timothy says what that load basically is. But God has not given us a spirit of fearfulness, but one of power, love, and sound judgment, or a sound mind. Jesus gives us the easiest load ever. To have power and love. To have power in Jesus and to love Jesus and to be sound in our judgment and not to judge others too quickly. He also gives us another load. It's to share him with everybody we meet and to have a relationship with him and truly love him with all of our heart and with all of our souls and with all of our mind and with all of our strength. We don't need to be afraid to come to Jesus. All we have to do is ask, knock, and keep on searching. John 16, 24 tells us that we should also go ask in Jesus' name. It says, Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, so that your joy may be complete. It tells us to ask in Jesus' name, because Jesus' name has the power over anything. It's the name that every knee shall bow to and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. And we should all ask in Jesus' name for anything we need. It says, ask and you will receive so that your joy may be complete. So he's telling his disciples to ask in his name so they can be completely joyful once they receive. James 1.5 says also, now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously and without criticizing, it will be given to him. We can ask for anything. We can ask Jesus for anything. He is always there to carry us through the thick and thin, the good and the bad. He's there to carry us whenever we need him to, and to carry our burdens for us so we don't have to. We just have to give them to him and forget that we ever had them. Now, Isaiah 40, 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 through 8 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. There is reserved for me in the future the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, not only to me, but all those who have loved his appearing. In this verse, in these verses, Paul is telling us that there is a race, and it's a race of fight, of faith. He says he has also fought the good fight, the fight against evil, the fight against principalities. Paul said that we don't fight against 
against things of this earth, but we fight against principalities. So, when Isaiah is writing this, it's saying that we should run the race of faith and not be weary. And we should walk the race of faith and not faint. If we run through life, we miss all the details. We miss every little tiny thing that we need to see. So sometimes it's good to walk and go slow. It says that those who wait upon the Lord. So we should wait upon the Lord in patience. And be patient whenever he says something. We should be patient for whatever he tells us. For waiting for an answer or waiting for something that we've asked for. Just like waiting at the door. Okay. And also in Psalm 55:22, I think I've already read that. Um, it's Psalm, ch- chap- Psalm chapter 61, verse 2. From the end of the earth I will cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Now this is David saying whenever his heart is overwhelmed with struggles and worries and problems and issues and burdens, he will cry out from the end of the earth to the Lord. It also says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I'd like to go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a sensible man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house. Yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house, and it collapsed. And its collapse was great. So, we don't need to be just hearers of the word. We need to be doers of the word. So whenever Jesus is telling us to come to him with all of our fears and all of our worries and all of our problems, he is going to give us our peace that we need, patience that we need. But we have to act. We can't just say, oh God, you know what I'm struggling with. Here it is. You have to tell him. You have to let him know what you're struggling with. Anxiety, fear, depression, loneliness. You're struggling with this or that. You're having issues with this person or that person. Whatever it is, bring it to him. And he will give you what you need to sustain you. Jonah 2 verse 7. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. Now, this is Jonah here. This is Jonah inside of the fish, the fish that swallowed him because he didn't listen to the Lord in the first place. Now, he says when his soul fainted within him, he remembered the Lord. When we have issues, sometimes it can be hard to remember the Lord and we forget about him. We forget that he's there to help us through what we're going through, but we need to remember him. And it also says, my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. So, whenever we pray, 
we are praying to a God who listens. We're praying to somebody who listens to us, who cares about our struggles, who cares about what we're going through in life. And our prayers, they go to him and he hears us. He hears us cry out for help. He hears us when we're having troubles. He hears us when we're having problems and when we're having a bad day. Verse 30 of chapter 11 of Matthew also says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So what he gives us is very easy. All we have to do is trust in him and love him with all of our mind, heart, soul, and strength. He tells us that it's light because it's the easiest thing on earth. But for some people, it's not. That's why in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, Paul is telling us that God has not given us a spirit of fearfulness. We shouldn't be afraid to share him. But he has given us one of love, power, and sound judgment. Now, when we think about this, it can be hard sometimes to give our problems and to give our worries and our anxieties to the Lord and just forget about them completely. We always can't get we can't get them out of our minds sometimes and we can't forget about them. But we have to give them up and forget that we ever had them and forget that they were ever there. We have to trust him to give him our burdens. Then we have to do our part. We have to give him and forget. We here to forgive and forget, but a lot of the times we can't really forgive and forget. We also hear, we don't hear give and forget too much, but when we give everything that we're struggling with and we forget about what that was and we stop worrying about it and we stop having anxiety and we stop focusing on it we forget it was ever there we forget that we ever had problems verse chapter 12 of matthew verse 33 and 36 and 35 chapter 12 33 35 and 36 either make the tree good and its fruit good or bad or make the tree bad and its fruit bad for a tree is known by its fruit a good man produces good things from his storeroom of good and an evil man produces evil things from his storeroom of evil i tell you that on the day of judgment people will have to account for their careless words they spoke for by your words, you will be condemned. So, sorry, I read verse 37 there. I wasn't supposed to read 36. But this is a very important part. It tells us that on the day of judgment, when Christ comes back, we will have to tell why we said this, and what reason it was for, and why we did this, and what reason that was for. But, a good tree is known by its fruits. And that's all we have to do. That's the load that Jesus gives us. That's the yoke that Jesus gives us to carry. He gives us that we, the load that we have to have good fruits. It can be hard to have good fruits, but the fruits of the spirit, which we need to show to have good fruits is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
Against such there is no law. So, on the day of judgment, if we have been showing these words of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, there will be no law against that. There's no law against doing right. We all know that there's a law against doing this and that, but there's no law, absolutely no law, against following what Jesus told us to do. Against having love and joy and peace and patience toward others and kindness and goodness and being gentle with others and producing self-control. Self-control can be hard sometimes, but when we trust, we can have self-control. And Jesus says that a bad tree is known by its fruits. So, we know that an apple tree is an apple tree because there's going to be apples on it. Or an orange tree is an orange tree because there's oranges growing on it. Or a lemon tree is a lemon tree because lemons are growing on it. And so, when we show our fruits and when we show that Jesus is, that we're following Jesus and we're one of his followers, we are showing the fruits of the Spirit. We're showing others what's right. Jesus says that he's humble in heart and we should follow after him. When we live like Jesus and follow his teaching and follow everything he said to do, we are showing fruits. Jesus tells us exactly why we need to show fruits. Because it is showing others that we are Christ followers. It's showing others that This is how you should act. It's not going into a store or going somewhere and then acting completely different than you do anywhere else. It's not just a show. It should be true, heartfelt. You should want to live like Jesus. You should want to be like Jesus. My, one of my favorite books is the In His Steps and the What Would Jesus Do? Where there are Making this, I'll call, say it's a, like a, like a promise. To keep this promise, they have to do what Jesus will do for one whole year. And when they do, bad things happen, but they turn them to good. And when they do some of the things that they do, they get punished or they get fired or they get told that they're wrong, or their parents or their family or their friends are mad at them. But it's not about what others think. It's about what Jesus thinks. It's about what we do to please Jesus and not ourselves or others. And so when we actually think about that, we know that we can take off that book bag And sometimes we have to just go through our book bags. Like after school, sometimes we go through our book bags and pick out what's in there, what we don't need and what we do need, stuff from third grade and throw it away. But we have to do this with our burdens. We have to go through every little thing we're struggling with and give it to Jesus. We have to tell him exactly what it is. We can't just say, you know what I'm struggling with, you can take it away. You, you have to tell him. You have to tell him, I'm struggling with anxiety. So, you have to be fully aware that he will do it. You have to be fully aware that he will take away your burdens. 
You can't just say that he will and not think about giving them to him. You have to give them to him. And then you have to forget about them completely and never think about them again. We know that after school sometimes, when we put our book bags down, we're going to have to pick them up probably the next day. Or if it's the weekend, we're going to have to pick up our book bags again on Monday. Or if it's the summer, we know that we're going to have to pick them back up in three months. So there's not permanent relief. It's just temporary. So we have to give Jesus everything. And we need to remember that he is always there for us when we need him. Thanks for watching. I'm Evelyn and I'm your host at Strength in the Storms. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And always remember and never forget, don't tell your God how big the storm is. Tell the storm how big your God is.